Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. A few years ago, I, I went to a church, and um, it was a Wednesday night service. And um, the minister was a lady. She was speaking that night. It was a Wednesday night service in this church. Um, the lady was single, and um, she was in her 50s. This was someone that I looked up to. I respected. Um, I saw her as a spiritual giant. She is. She was a spiritual. She is a spiritual giant. Um, she flowed in the prophetic. Um, she was like a mentor of sorts. Every once in a while, I go to her to get advice or direction. You know how it is. You go to, for those of you in your churches, you know, like this person is, you know, loves the Lord and they're powerful. And sometimes, you know, when you want to get advice, you know, they'll, they'll give it to you. You know, that, that kind of a lady. She, she was, she was a straight shooter, you know. And she was speaking that night. And, um, she mentioned that she had a boyfriend and I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Forgive me, I'm just naive like that. You know, I thought, she is in her 50s. I figured, you know, maybe she's not interested anymore. Turns out that's not the case, you know. And uh, I was a little a little bit upset. How did I know that she had a boyfriend like she's supposed to tell me? You know, which shows her wisdom and not sharing it with everybody, you know. And uh, she had a boyfriend, and um, they had gone somewhere. And when they went to wherever they went, um, she said, I guess they got into a disagreement or an argument or something. And she said she did not remember what happened. All she remembered was people were trying to pull her off him. Let me say that again. People were trying to pull her off him. And she was trying to let us know that apparently there were some things that God needed to do in her. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this to throw darts at her because I appreciate her transparency, you know. And which leads me to another myth, and I think uh, some of you may be familiar with this, and I say this respectfully. There's this mindset, I think, for some Christians that I know the Word, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I've flown the prophetic, I am mature in the word, therefore, I'm ready to get married. So there are a lot of people like that, and they're wondering, okay, God, what's going on? I'm seeking you, I know the word, they know the conferences, you ask them a biblical question, they will break it down, Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. They will break it down, tell you the different consonants in Hebrew and all that kind of stuff. But they're wondering, okay, God, I'm praying, I'm, I'm fasting, I'm, I know the word, you know, I'm fired up, I'm filled with the spirit, but what's going on? It doesn't mean you're ready to be in a relationship. The reason that any one of us is able to flow or be used of God is called grace. <laughs> and besides, there's a difference between doing a task with something that doesn't talk back to you 
<laughs> that doesn't change its mind. That doesn't alter the time schedule. And a human being that has a mind of their own, has a heart of their own, has their desire. It's a different ball game. I find it interesting that Scripture says a wise woman builds her house. Same thing for guys as well. Doesn't say a prophetic woman. Doesn't say a prayerful woman. Doesn't say a holy woman. Says a wise woman as well as a wise man. The Bible says that Joseph, being a just man, wanted to break up with Mary quietly. A lot of spiritual guys will talk about she in sin. I told her what the Bible said. Joseph knew the law. She was supposed to be stoned based on the limited information he had. But the Bible says, almost like the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us, the reason why this guy is doing this is because he is not just a man. He is a just man. Quietly. And that's for free. Want to know how, how godly a man is? Will it put your business on Facebook? Or will he hide, cover your imperfections? Love covers a multitude of sins. But that's, that's, that's on a side note. A lot of people are frustrated. What's going on, God? I'm, I'm doing all this. And I'm like, if there's anything I want to tell them and encourage them is, the first thing God understands is no. You know, in the world, they will say, relationships is a different animal. But I'm not going to put it that way because we're, you know, want to, uh, give hope. It's, it's a different ball game. You need grace. You need wisdom. You need skill. You need skill. I can almost say the minute you start thinking, oh, I'm real deep and spiritual. I'm going to get, I got this. Ooh, you're in trouble. And I'm sure a lot of you probably know people. Just generally in church, you saw them. They were fired up for God and everything. They got into a relationship and it seems like the bottom fell out. What happened? And sometimes you ask yourself, if he or she who I look up to made a, you know, got a divorce or things didn't work out, what's going to happen to me? So First Thessalonians 5.23, which will be our main text for tonight. It says, may God himself, the NIV kind of puts it this way, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of Christ. The New King James Version says, may, God, may the God of peace himself, Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of Christ. To sanctify means, some of the words that describe the word sanctify means wash, cleanse, purify, consecrate, set apart, make holy. So anytime you hear the word sanctify, Immediately think wash. Immediately think cleanse. Immediately think purify. Immediately think consecrate. Set apart. Make holy. 
I know some of us freak out when we hear the word holy. To be holy means to be set apart. It simply means you separate yourself from certain things, from doing certain things, from going certain places because you want God to use you. It's being separate so that God can use you for his purposes. That's simply what it is. So here it is. It says, may God himself, letting us know that the sanctification process is God that does it. He is the one that sanctifies us. He's the one that sets us apart. He's the one that purifies us. And the primary way he does that is through his word. In John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify us with your truth. Then he said, your word is truth. I remember Jesus. I'm not sure exactly where the verse is. I think I think it's in John 15 where he said to his disciples, you are already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. The word is a sword. It sets you apart. It cleans you up. But it says, may God sanctify you completely. The fact that the scripture says, may God himself sanctify you completely lets us know that it's possible for God to sanctify us incompletely. The scripture did not just say, let God sanctify you, period. He said, sanctify you completely or through and through. So that means God can sanctify us incompletely. And I suspect everyone has some level of education here. You know if you don't have, if you have an incomplete in a class, what's, what does that mean? You're not going to graduate. If you have an incomplete, you're not going to graduate. So here is God trying to set you apart for marriage, amongst other things. And you have an incomplete. He cannot graduate you to the next level. If being single is one level, and for those who desire marriage, then marriage will be the next level, and God needs to sanctify us completely to get to marriage level, then just like you're not going to get your certificate if you have an incomplete in class, then God cannot grant you your marriage certificate when you have an incomplete. So we need to let God sanctify us completely. And it has come to my understanding that there are five steps in the sanctification process that everybody, make no mistake about it, everybody goes through this. A lot of people may not even know that that's what they went through. A lot of us here might not even know that that's what God is doing in our lives. But everybody goes through this process. And this process is not just about marriage. It's pretty much for anything God has called you to do, whether it's your purpose, whether it's a mission, whether it's something that God has called you to do. Everybody goes through this process. And to kind of examine this process, I want us to look at one of the synonyms for the word sanctify, which is set apart. Set apart. We have the word set, and we have the word apart. Obviously, we know apart means separate, you know. But let's look at the word set. Set, the word set is a broad word. It means different things at different times. But for the sake of this class, I'm going to share five different meanings of the word set. Okay? Number one, set means to put, place, position, or move. Put, place, position, or move. For example, I just set this mic here apart from there. I basically moved it, put it, placed it, positioned it here. Okay? 
So number one, set means to put, place, position, or move. The second is to cause to rest. To cause to rest. For example, right now this is in a state of motion, correct? It's in a state of motion. Now it's resting. I've caused it to rest. So the second is to cause to rest. The third is to fix or to adjust. To fix or to adjust. For example, you have an alarm clock that is not doing its job. <laughs> the time is wrong. Then you go and fix it, fix the time or adjust the time. You set the alarm clock, okay? To fix or to adjust. Another example is in orthopedics. Some of you are in the uh, medical industry. What happens when someone breaks a bone? They put their bone in the cast so that the bone can set or fix or adjust itself. The setting process, that set, you know, in order to fix and adjust itself, okay? So third, it means to, to, um, to fix or to adjust. The fourth is to fill in or fill up. Fill in or fill up. For example, a diamond ring, engagement ring. Usually you have the diamond set among the stones. If you take the diamond out, there's going to be a hole in that ring. The process of putting the diamond in the hole, you're filling in the hole or filling up the hole is setting. That's why they use the word set. So it means to fill in or to fill up. And finally, the fifth one is to prepare, okay, to prepare. The beautiful ladies that, you know, serve with OJ Talks Ministries, they help prepare that table by putting, you know, setting things, products up there, you know, prepare. So again, five meanings or descriptions of the word set include number one, to put, place, position, or move. Number two, is to cause to rest. Number three is to fix or to adjust. Number four is to fill in or fill up. And number five is to prepare. Now we're going to look at Adam and Eve because I love this story. There's so much you can learn from them. And I find it interesting because this was the first relationship and God in his infinite wisdom kind of, kind of threw a look. He threw things here and there. Just kind of throwing fingerprints and blueprints of how he does things. We're thinking one thing, but he's, you know, they say kill one bird with one stone. He kills like infinite birds with one stone. And we can look at their story and look at how Adam set up, how God set Adam with Eve, and we'll see the whole process. We'll see the whole process. We're going to go through that. We're going to actually look at five verses. Genesis chapter 2, verses 7, 8, 15, 21, and 22. Genesis chapter 2, verses 7, 8, 15, 21, and 22. The way what he did with Adam is a picture, a type of what God wants to do with us. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It talks about how God formed man from the dust of the ground. So he has created Adam from the dust of the ground. And in Genesis 2, verses 8, and 15, he says, God put the man he made in the Garden of Eden. Then in verse 15, it says, He put him in the Garden of Eden to tend 
and keep it. Ladies and gentlemen, God put, placed, positioned, moved, set Adam in the Garden of Eden apart from the dust of the ground. I've always thought Adam was created in the Garden of Eden, but he wasn't. He was created outside the Garden of Eden. Genesis 2, 7. And in verses 8 and 15, God took the man and put, placed, positioned, moved him in the Garden of Eden. The difference between the Garden of Eden and the dust of the ground speaks volumes. Eden means pleasant or delight. Pleasant or delight. How many of you know that dust is filthy? Dust is dirt. Before God can set people up, he has to set them apart from something, from some place, from some environment first. A lot of people, they have been shaped by their circumstances. They've had a lot of dirt thrown into their lives. They've been through a lot of unhealthy situations that have happened to them. And God is like, I want to set you up, but first I need to do some work on you. And the first step to set you free from that unhealthy environment is to get you out of that place first, then put you in the environment from which the person I have for you resides. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.